Hello, I'm Marcus Louth and welcome to the latest edition of the UFO Insight Podcast, where we examine all things UFOs and aliens, conspiracies and mysteries, and all aspects of the paranormal. Okay, today we'll look at one of the most intriguing UFO encounters of recent times, an encounter referred to as the Aguadilla UFO Incident. Not only was the incident captured on film, but it is very similar to the recently recognised Tic Tac UFO videos confirmed by the Pentagon. Furthermore, it was filmed over Puerto Rico, which is without a doubt one of the UFO hotspots of the world. In April 2013, the UFO encounter was caught on security footage over Rafael Hernandez Airport in Puerto Rico, which would cause a stir of sorts within the UFO community. So much so, that several UFO researchers would investigate the incident privately, eventually producing a mammoth 161-page account and analysis of the night's events. The footage in question would come from one of the thermal imaging cameras on one of the jets belonging to the Department of Homeland Security. What's more, there appears to be no question whatsoever regarding its authenticity. In it, an unknown object is clearly shown moving at great speed across both land and sea. What's more, it even shows the apparent craft disappearing into the ocean itself. This last part of the footage is particularly interesting when we consider the many claims of alien bases in and around Puerto Rico. These include bases that either reside or are accessed under the water. While such claims are often dismissed as pure nonsense, such footage, as well as the plethora of accounts of similar sightings and activity, should perhaps make us consider whether such claims, regardless of their outlandish nature, have more basis in truth than we might at first consider. If that is the case, are these bases permanent fixtures somewhere deep within our planet until a meeting between us and them? Or might they be a temporary measure before a final endgame is released upon humanity? It would appear that the video first came to light when an acquaintance of the pilot whose plane captured the footage forwarded it to Florida-based mutual UFO network investigator Diana Chaviano. She would immediately notify the director of the Florida branch of MUFON, Morgan Beale. Immediately following their viewing and discussion of the footage, the two MUFON investigators would pull together several independent UFO researchers, all with solid scientific backgrounds, to analyse the footage as well as to assist in the investigation of the incident. The sender of the footage would control the information of the investigation, and all of those involved on the DHS side would insist on absolute anonymity. Furthermore, until the eventual release of their findings, the investigation would go ahead under the most discreet conditions. Their sources appeared very much concerned with repercussions from their employers. Chaviano and Beale would insist that their sources were credible, trustworthy and were vetted and identified. Their own investigations into the incident would also tally up with the initial information their secret source provided for them. We should also note, as the investigation does, that records from the airport also show that a FedEx flight was due to leave at 9.10pm. It was, however, delayed for 16 minutes due to an unknown object overhead. At around 9.20pm on the evening of April 25th, 2013, a United States Customs and Border Protection GHC-8 turboprop aircraft would leave the runway of Rafael Hernandez Airport in Puerto Rico on a standard flight. However, several minutes later, the crew noticed a strange object seemingly heading towards them. And what's more, the control tower had either not noticed it or couldn't see it as they had not issued any notification of another aircraft in their immediate airspace. 
the tower confirmed they had indeed got the objects on the radar. However, they were not at all certain of its identity or where it had came from. The object was a pinkish to reddish light moving over the ocean, according to later reports from the crew. By the time it reached the coast and made its way over the terrain of Puerto Rico, the object's light went out. The DHC-8 plane, however, would begin tracking and filming the object with its onboard thermal cameras. Once more, records obtained via the Freedom of Information Act show that the plane concerned did indeed circle the airport twice for 10 minutes before leaving the area on its planned route at 9.26pm, the time the FedEx plane was allowed to take off due to the object's disappearance. While all of these corroborating details are indeed circumstantial, they do still corroborate the details of the sighting, and we should note on several very different and specific points. What is perhaps interesting about the incident is the nature of the flight itself. Rather than the object seemingly heading towards the coast from the ocean and then continuing on inland, it would appear that it simply performed a circular route around the airport and headed back out to sea. What might the purpose of this have been? And perhaps more importantly, what might it tell us of the identity of the apparent occupants of this mind-bending and futuristic craft? For what purpose, for example, would such an incident serve? Why would they enter airspace over an airport, only to head straight back out to sea? Why would apparently advanced entities conduct themselves in such a manner? Or might the unknown craft not be of extraterrestrial origin, at least not entirely, and be part of a top-secret United States black-budget program, perhaps one that utilises and works in sympathy with the extraterrestrial presence that many residents over the years have claimed is in coastal areas and mountain ranges of the country? Given all we know about Puerto Rico's UFO and alien past, with numerous encounters, sightings and even alien abductions on record, it is extremely interesting and perhaps relevant that such a video would also come out of this country. And if the footage proves to be authentic, which it certainly appears to be, then we should perhaps also re-examine some of the country's previous UFO incidents. The footage itself was subject to intense frame-by-frame -frame analysis and study, not least to try and work out and understand the dimensions, size and shape of the craft in question. According to this analysis, the object was between 3 to 5 feet and had an average speed of around 80 miles per hour. However, this speed varied, slowing up to around 40 miles per hour and increasing to around 120 miles per hour. Its speed in the water was equally impressive, with an average speed of just over 80 miles per hour and a high of 95. The object definitely approached the Puerto Rican coastline from the ocean, most likely from the northwest of Rafael Hernandez Airport. Once on land and over the airport facility, it made its way over the main airstrip before circling around and headed back out to the north, roughly in the direction it arrived. Unfortunately, the DCH-8 would lose sight of the object as it made its second circling of the airport. As we might imagine, despite the apparent authenticity and unusual nature of the footage, there was a wave of possible explanations as to what the mystery object might be. For example, one person would suggest the UFO was in fact a balloon caught in the wind. However, researchers examining the case would reject this almost outright, perhaps most primarily because the object was travelling at an average speed of 80 miles per hour. The winds that day though were no more than 13 miles per hour at ground level and only 5 miles faster at 3000 feet where the object was travelling. And besides, the object changed direction heading back the way it had come. At least one of these would have been going against the direction of the wind. Another researcher would put forward that the object was nothing more than a large bird. And, at least initially, this suggestion appears relatively sound. 
Due to the footage being filmed on a thermal imaging camera, the darkness of the object suggests it was much warmer than the air around it. This is exactly as a bird would appear on such a camera. However, when researchers factored in the 80 mph average speed was approximately double that of many of the birds of the local area, it made the possibility unlikely, if not impossible. Perhaps a more likely explanation, certainly in light of the balloon and bird theories, was that the object was indeed a machine of some kind, but most likely some kind of advanced drone device. And at least initially, it would seem as though the investigative team had found a likely candidate. The research of the group on this occasion did reveal a possible match. A United States Navy drone named the Flimmer could match the speeds of the craft, and what's more, it could move through air and water. However, the top speeds of the Flimmer are just under 70 miles per hour through air and only 50 miles per hour through water. Short of the US Navy withholding information on higher, more advanced speeds, which is certainly possible, this would appear to knock out the Flimmer as a valuable possibility. Even the way it would enter the water with minimal impact would suggest something much more advanced. Of course, while it is unlikely to be a drone, it does remain a possibility. Furthermore, the investigating team also asked why the military, if it was a drone test, would perform a flight over such a heavily populated area. Unless, of course, a heavy populated area and busy airport with controlled airspace were somehow required for these specific tests. Perhaps one area that is worth looking at a little further is the apparent splitting of the object into two. This would take place in less than a second of real time, but the sequence of events, examined through each individual frame, would show something almost bordering on mitosis observed during cell division with the splitting of the nucleus. Following this, the cell expands, the object did appear to do this, and then the two cells separate. One of the authors of the report, Robert Powell, would state that to his mind, the sequence in the footage appeared to be cell division. Powell would also state that should he be able to see the operational documents relating to the video footage, the individual frames, when studied, would likely result in more revealing information. Aside from the bizarre notion that a machine can change shape, which we will look at in a moment, or even divide itself into two different and fully functioning objects, the idea of cell division, essentially that the craft is acting as a living entity, is an interesting detail. Not least as many researchers have put forward the idea that at least some of the UFOs are not nuts and bolts crafts, but literal living sentient entities. While this would certainly present us with more questions and answers, and most definitely muddy the waters of the UFO and alien question even further, it is a point that we do perhaps need to keep on the mental back burner. This despite the understandable desire to dismiss such ideas as nonsense. In September 2014, UFO researcher John Greenwald would receive a letter from someone claiming to have connections to the incident of Agrodea the previous year. Furthermore, they would also send a high-resolution copy of the video footage. They would, however, also request anonymity. Incidentally, this video was, according to Greenwald, removed by YouTube several months after its upload, with no explanation offered as to why. After noting Greenwald's success in obtaining government and NSA documents through freedom of information requests, the sender of the letter stated that the video was undeniable proof of UFOs on Earth from a government source. They would further state, I can vouch that the following video is 100% real. I am remaining anonymous to avoid government reprisals. If you ever wanted to truly see how aliens are monitoring or studying us and witness their technology, this is it. According to the sender, the video was taken from the screen of a laptop using an iPhone type device. 
What's more, the decision by several federal agents to leak the video came after the realisation that the footage would essentially be suppressed. The sender also advised Greenworld to ignore the Spanish speaker and the audio in general, which was placed over the top to distort the leaker's voice so they are not discovered. The writer of the letter would then give details of the night of April 25th, 2013. Interestingly, he would mention that the crew of the DCH-8 had initially thought the brightly lit object was smugglers, especially when their lights shut out as they approached the coast. Indeed, it was this that initially caused them to follow it. Furthermore, the craft, according to the writer of the letter, at first appeared like a forward-flying horseshoe. However, by the time it was nearing the ocean again, it changed its configuration to a more spherical shape. This is an interesting detail, and one that arises in other UFO sightings. Perhaps also of interest is that similar claims of shape-changing machines can be found in sightings of black helicopters, themselves synonymous with UFO sightings and conspiracies. Following this, the object descends over the ocean's surface before going under, unaffected by the hydrodynamic forces. Even more interesting, the writer of the letter brings our attention to the 124 mark of the video. Here, another UFO pops out of the ocean and joins the original UFO in formation. The sender would continue, This is not a maybe. This is 100% alien technology on Earth, in our skies and under our oceans. Of course, the authenticity of the letter and the sender can't be verified beyond doubt. Was this all part of a disinformation campaign against UFO researchers? Or was someone, a small team of people, working to bring information to the wider public through UFO researchers and investigators? The fact is, Puerto Rico is a hotspot for UFO sightings and has been since the 1950s. However, it was in the 1980s that accounts began to stray into the mainstream media. We have examined previously, for example, the case of Carlos Macedo, who would claim to have been taken to an alien base in the Puerto Rican mountains in 1988. According to the information he was given, directly into his head as opposed to verbal conversation, this base was home to the beings for a very long time. They would also state to Macedo that they had a desire to interrelate with humanity at large. And furthermore, Macedo was informed that human authorities didn't want this to happen. A decade previously, in the summer of 1979, a similar alien abduction encounter would take place with a mother and daughter as they drove along the highway near Bayerman. This incident, however, while not fear-inducing, was certainly more invasive. According to the report, the abductors would state that they were a race who watches over the continuity of the evolution of the world and the races that inhabit them. Even more intriguing, and perhaps unnerving, was the claims that this race had others who appeared human and had positions of power in world governments. Of course, such notions of aliens taking over from the inside are not new, and have perhaps been about as long as there have been an interest in such matters. We might ask then, why a collective subconscious mind retains such a notion? Perhaps some of the most intriguing UFO encounters in Puerto Rico took place between the summer of 1987 and the summer of 1991 in Laguna Cartagena. During this time, UFO sightings were seemingly occurring on a regular basis. The mainstream media, however, began to take the incidents a little more seriously than they usually might. What's more, many of the encounters would tell of face-to-face -face meetings and interaction with large-headed alien creatures, essentially grey aliens. One particular encounter, in the summer of 1990, would see one resident approach three of these apparently alien creatures. 
However, when he got a certain distance away, a brilliant light would emerge from the creature's eyes, temporarily blinding him. By the time his sight had returned, the creatures were gone. Most interesting of all, however, was the phone call the witness would receive the following day. It would come from a man with a distinct American accent. He was warned in no uncertain terms that he should not speak of the little men he had witnessed, nor should he speak of where they disappeared to. Lastly, the mysterious but deadly serious voice would state, what is happening here is real, and these beings must have a base or something underground in the area. Perhaps a more recent sighting in Puerto Rico took place on April 11th, 2019. That evening, a multicoloured triangular craft was spotted and filmed moving across the sky. Perhaps interestingly, especially when we consider that many UFO sightings claim to take place in absolute silence, was the fact that the witness claims to have been alerted to something out of the ordinary taking place due to a strange humming sound in the air. It would appear then that UFO activity is still very intense and very regular in the skies over and around Puerto Rico. And many of these incidents are not from long ago. These are events that are still very much in living memory, in some cases in the immediate past. An incident that occurred almost 50 years ago, however, on the evening of September 13th, 1977, is very much worth mentioning here. On the night in question, two glowing spherical objects, described like balls of fire, were witnessed slowly and purposely moving over the town before heading out toward the Atlantic Ocean. They would then move in and out of the water, seemingly with little effort or disruption to the surface, eventually disappearing into the distance. Ultimately, like the UFO incident over Aguadilla, there is no explanation available for the vast majority of these strange sightings. That something unusual is regularly going across the skies over Puerto Rico, however, would seemingly be beyond doubt. Indeed, UFO activity in this region of the world might prove to be of particular importance. The UFO sighting of Agadir in April 2013 is most certainly one of the most intriguing on record, as well as one of the most relevant encounters of the 21st century so far. That the footage is genuine appears almost certain, and while there remains discrepancy as to what the object might be, it is equally as certain that it isn't a conventional aircraft. As we and others have asked before, just what is the connection between Puerto Rico and UFO and alien activity? Why are there so many sightings there, and why, of all the countries and even UFO hotspots in the world, do claims and rumours of an alien base in or near Puerto Rico, or indeed the waters around it, persist so strongly? And what's more, they have done for decades. Puerto Rico is without a doubt one of the most important locations in terms of UFO activity on the planet. The reasons for this might really be the fact that the country contains a persistent alien presence, one that might go back hundreds if not thousands of years. Given that the accounts we have examined here tend to lean toward a beneficial relationship between humanity and this apparent alien race, what does that say of the encounters that are much more malevolent? Might these entities, much like humans, feature individuals of different mindsets, essentially good and bad? Or might, as some very high-ranking military insiders and whistleblowers have stated, there really be not just one or even two extraterrestrial races visiting our planet, but several? And might each of the reasons for these visitations be drastically different from the others? Indeed, it is a lot of cosmic food for thought. For now, I will simply thank you for joining me, and be sure to leave any thoughts in the comments and check out the links for further reading on some of the cases and theories we have been discussing here today.
Remember to subscribe to our channel and follow us on social media to keep up to date on future podcasts, articles and videos. And if there is anything you want us to feature on future podcast episodes, then just get in touch at marcus at ufoinsight.com. Until next time, goodbye and take care. Thank <music> you.